as crazy as it seems, 2022 is almost here. Let me ask you a question. So this time last year, did you think or did you plan on 2021 being the year when you would finally monetize your podcast? Now, do you find yourself a little bit disappointed with your progress so far this year? If so, don't lose hope because I've got a way to help you get that fixed. And I'm going to tell you all about it right after this. So the real question is this, how can podcasters like us who've done the work, built a following, and actually made a difference monetize our podcast without selling out to sponsors who don't really value our community anyway? That is the question, and this is the answer. Welcome to Podcast Monetization Secrets. there. Welcome to Podcast Monetization Secrets. My name is Christy Hostler, and thank you so much for listening today. I can't tell you how much I appreciate you choosing this podcast. Well, because it means something that you listen, because obviously I do it to help people. But what matters most to me is that you care enough about your own podcast to try to find ways to get it monetized. That is the most important issue facing podcasters today. Once you get it monetized, it is become sustainable and it becomes an integral part of your business. So that's what we're looking for. In case you haven't met me yet, my name is Christy Hostler and I'm the Team Podcast CEO. Team Podcast is a full service podcast production company. And we, over the years, gosh, I started in 2014. Um, that was a couple years after I had been podcasting already and I couldn't find the company I wanted to work with to work on my podcast. So I created my my own and in the last three or so years I have really become sort of doubling down on monetization for podcasts because I've seen so many podcasters come wide-eyed and innocent to the space thinking that if they just start a show in fact they're thinking the same things I was when I started my podcast that if I could just make it to Apple new and noteworthy if I could just get a certain number of downloads if I could just make a fraction of what the big dogs are making it would change my life and it wasn't so easy and so that's why we're here today. So I've made over a million dollars from podcasting. And if I can do it, you can do it too. Because let me just tell you, I've had a long learning curve, but I'm finally uh, beginning to see the fruits of my labor. And I'm finally getting to the point where uh, my frameworks and systems can not just help me monetize my podcast, but they can help you as well. So when I was in you know, any part of my business that I am looking to improve. And at the beginning of the year, I always set big, you know, big hairy goals, audacious revenue goals and that sort of thing. And I've always got so many things on my plate that I want to do. And in order to make progress, I have had to take some extraordinary measures to set myself up for success. And I definitely consider myself an independent learner. I will learn anything I need to learn and happily do so. But I've realized that there are times that I can really go so far down the rabbit hole that I get lost whenever I'm doing my independent learning or teaching myself something. Or I can get bored or overwhelmed with it and never really take action to get the results that I want anyway. So what I've had to come to a realization about myself is that like, I can't let myself buy any more courses. I can't let myself 
invest in that way because I have a long uh, polluted road behind me of courses and things that I've started and picked up or never done or invested money in, never got a return on my investment. So I essentially have had to stop buying courses. And this might be something you've had to do as well. Some people have to stop buying software. Some people have to stop buying courses. But like you've got to stop with the shiny objects. It's all shiny objects. And that's what I had to do for myself. And over the course of being in business for myself almost 10 years now, I've realized that I make the most progress when I have three things. When I have the instruction that I need, and then I have the ability to go right away and implement what I just learned. And then I also have the accountability to sort of give me that little extra push that I wouldn't normally have if I was just going to, you know, hold myself accountable. Because Lord knows I've let myself off the hook and broken promises to myself way too many times. So left to my own devices, I can easily overcomplicate things. Um, I can also let my mental barriers that, to be honest, aren't even completely real, derail my progress. And it's crazy to think about like actual real world progress that I want to make in my business can be derailed by things that are actually just a figment of my imagination. It's, it's mind blowing that that can happen. Have you ever, I guess, tried to set out and accomplish something and every time you like thought, oh, I'm going to get this done, I'm going to get this checked off my list, like it just led to another barrier. Um, you know, maybe you wanted to film a video and you sit down at your desk and you get out your phone, you get ready to record. And then you realize when you start recording that more of the background is visible in the video than you really want. So you stop recording. Now you got to go clean the house and get the scene right. So later on, you sit back down to record again and you realize that the time has changed and now the lighting is terrible. So then you're like, well, I need to make sure this doesn't ever happen to me again. So I need to buy one of those ring lights or something like that that I can record no matter what time of the day it is, no matter how much sun or whatever that you need. So then you go down that rabbit hole and you see what other people are using and you get all, you know, down the gear rabbit hole. You finally pick up a ring light. You got it ordered from Amazon. And then two days later, Amazon order comes in. You set up your ring light. You get ready to start recording that video again. Now the light has made every gray hair stand out. And by God, you are not going on camera like that. So now you got to make an appointment at the salon to get that taken care of before you can really begin recording your video. So you put it off again. Get your hair done. Day after you get your hair done. Now you go in and try to record. But this time, you've actually had a chance to read the script that you wrote and it doesn't make as much sense to you now a few days later so you stop and you rework the script so the next day you sit down and try to record again but now that you're reading the script it looks weird on video because your eyes are moving like you're reading and you're looking down at the words that you're reading and you're not looking at the camera and you think, well, this is odd. No one else's videos look like this. So clearly, you also need now a teleprompter. 
you're not exactly sure how much that costs. It sounds expensive. So then you start researching and some get some options online. Eventually, you go down that rabbit hole again, come up with the money, come up with a teleprompter. A few days later, you go to your mailbox and your shipment has come in. You take your teleprompter in, pull it out of the box. Hmm, it looks a little complicated, <laughs> a little more complicated than you thought. And you know what? You're not even really sure if you have all the right cables or components because it looks like the instructions are telling you you need an iPad. So now you go digging around for your iPad, but you realize that the battery is empty on it. So you've got to recharge the battery before you can figure out this thing and get it to work. So you set it aside. And again, the pattern continues. And so it's one thing after another after another, and you never actually get your video made. You see, not just you, but I have this problem as well. I tend to overcomplicate things. I tend to see what other people are doing. And I think if they're using a fancy iPad with their Apple pen and they're drawing on the screen to show people, I feel like somehow I've got to do that instead of just using a piece of paper or using a uh, piece of the big sticky note poster boards or something like that. You feel like there's something that you've got to have in order to make it look professional, make it look right. We all have a tendency to generally overcomplicate things. And the reality is simple is always better. It's not just better for you, but it's also better for your audience. And you see, when you have simple concepts and you can break them down and make them clear and easy and plain for your audience, then it helps them get to the goal faster too. So that's a huge win. The other day I was in an online training session and the instructor said a phrase that really stuck with me. And it said, he said, simplicity sells, but complexity fails. It's true. You know, even when you're trying to determine what, what is that thing that you want to sell your audience? Like, there is literally no shortage of things that you could create to sell your audience. You know, the sky's the limit and our minds run wild and we could, you know, do this and do that and do the other thing and then add on this and add on that. And the possibilities are almost endless. And we get so carried away with making something big and huge and splashy and complex I mean, after all, aren't we supposed to wow our audience? And if they don't, if they don't get wowed, they're not going to buy. If they don't get wowed and entertained, they're not going to come and follow us. They're not going to come back next episode. And the reality is that we can come up with one simple premise or one big idea that would really move the needle for our audiences and create a product, a program a system or something around that one thing. And by launching something simple, and even simple, don't let that confuse you. I don't necessarily even mean simple means low ticket. You could have a simple process that's a high ticket offer. 
And launching that one simple program that you can get people into will actually be so much more valuable to you because it was simple enough to actually launch. Like, rather than spending months of time planning, trying to hire more resources, doing all this for a big launch and a big program, it can get so big that you can't even get your arms around it. And so if you can't get your arms around it, you can't complete it and you can't bring it to life. And so what program is going to benefit your audience more? The simple one that really moved the needle for them or the big one that on paper was so big and so gigantic and so complex and hard to pull off that you never actually did pull it off. We can compare ourselves to others, and it causes us to overcomplicate things, too. The reality of it is that some of us are so afraid of launching something that we do everything right up to that point, and then we never really put it out there. And then we walk away, and we start something else, and we drive that next project all the way up to the edge of launch, and then we walk that back as well. Then we distract ourselves with something else and do the same thing. Am I describing anybody besides myself here? I mean, come on, somebody. You got to tell me you're probably in the same boat as I am. Because when we go to launch something, everything in us is afraid. We have a fear and all of our insecurities come out. All of our imposter syndrome comes out everything that we've ever heard negative about us in our lives will come out and cause us to stop cause us to put the brakes on there are people right now in your audiences who will pay you to help solve problems in their lives but you haven't even figured out how to offer it and then you haven't even figured out how to deliver it. And if you can't figure out the process from start to finish, you know, the complete entire sales cycle, from telling someone about it to getting them to the landing page to putting in their credit card to purchasing it to what happens after the purchase and do you contact them or do they contact you or how does that work? You haven't figured out the process And you can't earn money from your podcast if you haven't figured it all out. I'm tired of you spinning out when it comes to monetizing your podcast. I'm tired of you laying awake at night, getting all these bright ideas and all these dreams and hopes that you have in your head about how you can monetize and how it would change your life if you could just get your podcast making some money. I don't need you to understand the entire process start to finish. I don't. I don't need you to be able to answer every single question about all the ways that you're going to monetize. And I don't need you to know what the thing after the first thing is and then the thing after the second thing is. I don't need you to have all those answers yet. I just want you to get one win really quickly that will lead you one step closer to monetization. And then after that, 
All we have to do is go, ah, now the next step is right in front of you. Now we just have to take that step. About eight years ago, my wife and I went to the Florida Keys on vacation. We went with a friend, some friends of ours. We were supposed to go to Costa Rica. And as time got closer for our trip, we actually chickened out because the more research we started doing about Costa Rica and nothing against anyone that lives in Costa Rica, this is coming from our own place of ignorance. But the more research we started doing about Costa Rica, the more we got worried about the fact that none of us spoke Spanish to any level of fluency. And we also would read things about the crime and the city and this, that, and the other. And it was just something compelling us to not go to Costa Rica at the time. So we said, well, where else can we go and still stay in the United States or where we're English speaking? And for some reason, we ended up in Key West. We went on vacation, had a ball. And the wheels started turning. We found out that there's a place that's actually in Florida called Key West that really doesn't have this thing we call winter. It's like endless summer there. But the summers aren't any hotter than the summers we were experiencing in South Carolina. But the winters, oh my gosh, the winters were still 70 degree days. Maybe the low would get to 59 degrees. That's nothing. And the more we thought about it, the more we were like, what would it take for us to live there? And you know, we hadn't planned on making a move. We hadn't been particularly smart with our money. I felt like we were living paycheck to paycheck at the time spending every dime and every raise we got and every extra bit of income we had coming in. I felt like we couldn't do any more that we were already doing. But the more we thought about it, we came home. Next thing you know, we'd be checking the weather forecast. wonder what the weather in the Keys is today. Key West is 84 degrees today. Ooh, it's 42 here in South Carolina. Boy, I'd rather be in Key West. We started dreaming and hoping. We thought, you know what, let's just go back and see if we can, my my wife is a teacher, let's go back and see if we can talk to any teachers and find out what it's really like to teach down there. You know, as a gay couple in South Carolina, we had to be very discreet about how we presented ourselves because you could lose a job just because of that fact. And we went back down a couple weeks later to the Keys, and we met somebody that wasn't just a teacher in the schools, but we met in our circle of friends that we had made the HR director for the whole entire school district. And whenever he found out we were thinking about moving, he asked my wife what she taught, and she said, well, 7th and 8th grade at ELA. And he said, that's so weird because I have a principal that called me on Friday and said he's going to be having a position open up for 7th grade ELA. Wow. 
what? That's crazy. Then we started thinking, well, what, how could we move? How could we, like, what would we do? We own a house in South Carolina. It's not really a great market to sell in. What, how would we even make this work? And you know what? The pay isn't that much more in Florida, even though the cost of living is higher. And you know what? What job would I do when I was down there? So we had all these things that we were thinking about, but we still had that dream. How can I get there? How can we do it? And every so often, one more piece of the puzzle would come up. And all of a sudden, my wife got a job offer. Do we take it? We don't have a place to live. We don't know if we could afford it if we found a place anyway. Not to mention we have five dogs, so we're not exactly renter material, right? No one's going to rent a house to someone with five dogs. What do we do? And we didn't know whether this was the universe teasing us and saying, ha, 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 let me dangle it in front of you and then pull it away and tell you you're crazy for dreaming, or whether this was something that we legitimately should pursue, Was everything aligning so that our dreams could come true? And we made a commitment that, you know what? We don't know how this is going to happen. But what we're going to do is walk through every open door. And every time something is presented to us that would put us closer to being in the keys Even if we don't know what the step after and the step after and the step after is, we are just going to see it as an open door and we are going to walk through it. And whatever's on the other side of that door, we will face at that time. And we will hope that the next door opens when it's supposed to open. And that was our philosophy. And I will tell you from August to October is the length of time that it took for us to make the decision and be moved to the Florida Keys. Don't ask me how it happened. So many people were put in our paths and helped along the way. We were able to rent out our house in South Carolina and get an amazing couple that rented our house for three years. They wanted an extra long lease. They could rent it out for three years and not have to worry about moving or anything like that. And the day they moved out, I didn't even have to get anyone to go clean. I could send my realtor right in and she took pictures and put it on the market that day. Amazing, right? All kinds of good things happened because we walked through that next open door. Now, to be honest, if I had had to plan out that move, it would have taken me five years. It would have. And all along the way during those five years, this nagging thing and my insecurities and my fears would have come up and said, you're a fool for doing that. You're foolish. What are you thinking? Normal people who work every day and live paycheck to paycheck don't just pick up and move to a tropical destination on an island. What were we thinking? but we just kept walking through the next open door. And that got us to the next logical step. And ultimately, 
because we took action one step at a time, the path laid out in front of us, and we just kept walking on it. Now, you might be in a situation where on your podcast, you don't exactly know how you monetize. You don't know how to do it from start to finish. But you know who you want to serve and how you want to serve them. You know there are things that you could do that would you could offer to your audience that would move the needle in a really big way. But you don't exactly know how to put it together. So I've been telling you the past week or so or the past episodes that I have a big announcement. And my big announcement is that on December the 6th, I am starting a free five-day challenge. And during that free five-day challenge, we are going to together craft your perfect podcast offer. We are going to figure out what you can offer your audience that will move the needle for them, that will be that one big idea and put together an irresistible offer so that when you offer it to them, they will have nothing else that they can throw at it, no objections other than to say, count me in. This free five-day challenge is something that's conducted live every single day. We have an hour of training in the morning. We have homework assignments that get done the rest of that day. And then the next day, we meet back and go over the next thing. And in five days, you are going to be able to go through this challenge absolutely for free. And in the end, have your perfect podcast offer that you can then begin pitching to your podcast listeners that you can then go ahead and start marketing we're going to get it all taken care we're going to get it done with you we're going to show you how to do it live every single day give you homework to do have question and answer sessions and you're going to be able to knock down this one big domino And once you do that, you know what happens whenever January 1st, 2022 rolls around? You will have already have one of the biggest hurdles that has kept you from monetizing out of the way. And 2022 will be a whole lot easier for you with your podcast to get it monetized because you already now have an offer. And every single effort you put into with your podcast will just be to drive traffic back to that offer. If you want to join me in this challenge, this is going to be um, an amazing time. I can't wait to do it. Like I say, it's live. It's not pre-recorded. It's absolutely free. You can go to teampodcast.com forward slash offer. And that will give you the place where you can sign up for the challenge. And then after you sign up, Everything will be coming to you, where to show up, when the sessions are, how to get access, and we can begin working on your podcast offer. So I'm excited to do this. I'm excited to do the challenge because I can't wait to see what you come up with and how you can walk away in five days with a little bit of information, a little bit of implementation, and a little bit of accountability that you can take this one big step to knock down a huge domino that's standing in the way of your podcast monetization. Go to teampodcast.com forward slash challenge 
And I look forward to seeing you December 6th, 7th, 8th, 9th, and 10th as we get your podcast offer, your perfect podcast offer, put together, packaged nicely in a bow, and ready to go. So join me there. I can't wait to see you. Thank you for joining us today. If you'd like to continue the conversation about how to monetize your podcast, I want to invite you to join our private Facebook group. Just go to facebook.com forward slash podcast monetization secrets and click the button to join. And then I'll see you on the inside.